the college football experience week one DFS show for Saturday, Saturday night, Friday night and Sunday and our Thursday night college football reaction show on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by our very own Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Underdog Fantasy is offering you a chance to win $15 million in prizes with Best Ball Mania 4. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by our own college football bankroll challenge. Up to $3,000 are up for grabs. Yes. With us, get all the details over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bank roll. And remember, as always, to let it ride. Hey, everybody, Joe Theismann here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this, let it ride. talk about. We have even during the season, there is conference realignment news. Uh, you can't escape it these days. You just can't escape. We're trying hard as, as, as college football <laughs> fans are like, no, 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 stop, stop. Um, but it's just, it keeps pouring through. Uh, we're going to talk all about it and shout out to the chat. Ike B is already rolling along. Shout out to Ike B. Uh, but before we get all to, you know, you're probably wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Uh, and that's fair. My name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Uh, would have killed a normal man, but uh, now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. I mean, Stanford and Cal are like, hey, Pac-10 never existed. Pretend like Pac-8, Pac-12 never existed. Just pretend it never happened and we're all in this all-coast conference, all right? Shout out to Ike. He says Longwood football going to the ACC potentially. No, that's too close. Going, <laughs> they're going to the Big Twelve. Uh, start your football program, Longwood. We will. We we support that. Come on, what are they, the Lancers? Let's go. I am joined by the DFS God himself. Uh, come play. We we invite you to come play DFS. Uh, follow this guy's page at nc underscore underscore n i c k and. Uh, 
you'll see. You'll see the invite right there. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Former, former Herner Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go, man. What's going on? I mean, maybe we can have Ike be in the chat confirm if that audio on the music's a little off. Seemed a little low on on my end at least, but either way. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll turn it up. I uh, was on, on a show last night, so maybe I, it was loud there and I turned it down. Certainly possible. Uh, we got news first before we talk about anything, the Atlantic uh, coast conference, just, I mean, especially if you love college basketball, which we do, they just added juggernauts, Cal <laughs> Stanford, and SMU. No, but it, honestly, Cal I think SMU has been the, the best one over the last three years. <laughs> true. Sure. They made the tournament. Uh, one, uh, yeah. Larry Brown, right? Yeah. Uh, I think they maybe made the tournament twice, uh, but you know, Stanford went to the final four with Brevin Knight. You got that Mark Madsen, Brevin Knight era, Cal had Jason Kidd, Lamont Murray. I actually, years. <laughs> and I actually like the, uh, the, the new Cal hire. I keep wanting to say oh, Mark Madsen. I think, yeah, I think that that's going to be good for Cal basketball for football. Let's just, I mean, you're an ACC guy NC Nick. This is a move that I actually think as much as I hate it, I think they had to do it. I know it sounds like NC state was the one that flipped like the little bitches. They always are right. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean the NC state, I'm glad they read the tea leaves because I was shocked. I was like, NC state's just going to follow North Carolina to their own demise. Because let me tell you something, the sec and big 10 weren't going to be calling NC state right away. It was going to be, so they were going to end up, you know, in a situation, in my opinion, that would be very similar, similar to Oregon state. Uh, had they, had they not came to their senses, but now you have these three teams. I guess I'm somewhat excited that we can at least now have the the Cal Stanford game on the final game of the season because before, before uh, you know Notre Dame was it was just all sloppy, like the way that. As long as the ACC doesn't fuck that up too, which is possible, who knows? Yeah. But overall, I know I'm not happy with this at all. But I'm I'm not happy with any of the uh, realignment stuff, and you know to have those teams in the ACC, it's. Tell me like three or four years ago that this would happen. I would say you're crazy, you know. Uh, but ultimately, if that's what the ACC has to do to to stay relevant, to stay as a as a P five, and who knows, in a couple of years, maybe Florida State leaves, maybe Clemson follows, uh, maybe UNC. Who knows? So I guess you had to add a few. Uh, personally, I would have preferred UConn, Memphis teams that are still kind of in the same yeah. geography. Okay. I guess maybe even Tulane. ECU. But man, whatever. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. ECU is ECU's destined for the Sun Belt, buddy. Well no. But I, I apparently mean, the ACC had to do something, so I guess it's the right move is what the experts are saying. Are we the experts? <laughs> no, I actually believe it's the right move because if let's I say think, Florida State and Clemson are really still going to leave, then you still have a sustainable yeah. conference. And it adds that late night television window, you know, where you can schedule basketball and football games. The only sports that make money uh, with West coast games. So you could have Clemson playing at Cal and that will draw a good number 
to rival the Big Ten. And the you know I'm not yes. looking forward to watching Duke games that start at eleven o'clock. Yeah, but that, that have, have they ever cared about the fan in this shit? Have they ever cared no, about the no. fan? That's the sad part about it is for such Nor a fan driven sport. About the student athletes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, but look, I'm trying to be optimistic. I, I know I listen to myself back on some of these podcasts, and I'm always so negative. I think I'm an optimist <laughs> by nature, though. I believe I'm an optimist. And okay. All right. I'm trying to be optimistic. If you can't have the stamp, like Stanford Cal are going to play each other at least. What, what? Let's go one by one here because what rivalry? What new rivalry? Would you be looking forward the most uh, for, for? Let's pick one for each school. But I can tell you, I want to open up with a banger. Okay. I have long lobbied. You know, Florida State plays Florida the final game of the season every year, and, and the, look, the ACC has this like three or four teams play the SEC team. Like right. South Louisville, Carolina, Clemson, Kentucky, yeah. Clemson, South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech Georgia. Yeah. and Florida State, yeah. Florida. Yeah. Uh, you know, ever since Notre Dame got on their high horse and didn't want to play Miami, um, Miami hasn't really had a rival the final week. And I've, I've said that they should make it happen with UCF, right? I still believe that even right now, like UCF, Miami should be the rivalry, the last game of the season. But if that doesn't happen, you have to pick an ACC foe. I, oh yes, that is perfect. You bo- both private schools, both spend well, a shit ton of money on football. I mean, both with boosters that are just just gigantic. And dude, did you see what you, you know? I know a lot of people. I was watching like this this SEC show this morning about they're they're just dumbfounded that the ACC would grab Stanford and Cal. George <laughs> Bush, George W. Bush, the uh, the 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 George W. Bush. It's easy to see a tide turn. <laughs> Uh, and Condoleezza Rice, who just stays in college football news somehow, right? Were the the, the deal breakers behind this? It's it sounds it's baffling as to why they would get involved, why they would care. I, I know Condoleezza Rice's ties to Stanford. Um, uh, does, um, does W to his SMU wife, other than his being wife, from Texas? His, his wife, wife, yeah. Gotcha. So so they dialed up the big shots, and uh, they said, hey. And Cal got lucky enough, got a pass because of their alliance with Stanford, much and like to have you... a partner out West yeah. too, which makes some sense. I mean, but, but also going back to SMU, Miami, just recently, Rhett Lashley, the coach of SFU, J- SMU just came over from Miami where he was OC. So a lot of things are aligning there. I like where your head's at. Well, and he brought like 30 players from Miami. So I love the potential of this as a rivalry game. I, I could just see the boosters. T- just talking shit to each other. It could be fantastic. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I am excited about SMU as a power five. I thought, you know, college football really did them dirty. A lot of people, you know, I think they don't know the full story on SMU during the, the when, when they, when the NCAA threw the book at them, you know, I thought it was very, uh, you know, very confusing to me, like how, we can, you know, penalize them while everyone else is doing the same thing. And, and I, that's why I love the fact that they can get a shot of getting some of this money. Now I know that for the first seven years, they don't even want a dollar. <laughs> well, that's, that brings up another point, which I can't stand. Cause I've, I've been seeing people on Twitter on, on ESPN and stuff saying, does it set a bad precedent having SMU basically buy their way into the power five? And I'm like, this is college football. Damn it. Yeah. Things have been being bought in college football since it's 
since it was an infant, since its yeah. infancy. Yeah. Yeah. Players have been bought. Coaches yeah. have been bought, uh, you know, come on. What, that's what uh, SM, SMU can't buy things too. Yeah. No, that, that's, that is, see that that's, uh, you can read and see people that don't know the history of the fucking sport. Yeah. They just don't know the history of the fucking sport. They don't know what they're talking about. Is it right? If SMU does it, get the fuck out of here. College athletics is all like that. Right. <laughs> uh, does it um, set a bad precedent? Yeah. <laughs> what, the, what the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> now, now I, I will say this. I know Notre Dame who also helped in. And I, I still say, fuck you, Notre Dame, because you're sitting there pressuring the ACC schools to add Stanford and Cal, not even SMU. But I will say this. If we can't have Catholics versus convicts, I'm also open to a Notre Dame SMU season ender. Catholics versus Methodists. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, now, I guess maybe that could be more of a basketball rivalry because obviously they're not going to play every year in football. But well, uh, well, I mean, maybe potential. you could do that. Maybe you could do. That. They play Stanford and USC every year. Maybe you can make a permanent rival in the conference. I don't think it's going to happen, but maybe. Yeah, uh, I think the ACC kind of saves Notre Dame for like big games, which. Hey, maybe SMA, SMU's on come up. Dude, maybe that dude. will be a big game in five years. I see GBO Farms talk about it. like S SMU has the potential to be like to TCU. me, or maybe even or more. more. I think they have more money at their exposure yeah. than TCU. Uh, it's gonna be fascinating to watch that now. Okay, so we've picked that rival. Stan- other than Stanford Cal playing each other, what would Stanford's best rivalry be? Would it be Duke? Would it be? I mean. Like, would it be Wake Forest? Maybe. I think you have to look at schools, you know, with academic prestige. Virginia, you know, Virginia, Stanford. Virginia, and Duke kind of come to mind. Georgia Tech potentially, but Georgia Tech's kind of a little too southern for those guys. Yeah. Um, so I think you know UVA and and Duke probably make a lot of sense. Yeah, I could see Virginia Stanford just complete pussy bull. Um, <laughs> and then I, I have I have so I have I've thought about this Cal one. Cal. Syracuse because you got the up the upstate New York hippies against the hippies uh, <laughs> in Berkeley. This is perfect. There is a lot of upstate New York hippies. There too. is, there, there is. Really it's a is. low key hippie spot. People don't it's very true. Yeah. People don't think about it. And I, a lot I of just, upstate New Yorkers have moved down to the Carolinas. So I've witnessed it a, a lot firsthand. Uh, so we get yeah, the hippie like, bowl, yeah. the hippie bowl. I'm going to just crown it right now. The hippie bowl is Cal. Syracuse, make it happen every year. ACC. Is there is there any other hippier teams than Syracuse in the ACC? Maybe no, not. I think they're the most hippie team. I think. Like, All right, they, I'm sold. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yes. I'm not excited. Yes. I'm not excited for uh, for Cal Syracuse, but I guess um, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> I don't think anybody's excited about Cal and Syracuse. Not even the nor, hippies. Nor is yeah. Cal or yeah. Syracuse excited for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, that concludes. Oh, I guess we still have Oregon state, Washington state and the AAC did announce that they're going to keep it regional. They're not interested in adding Oregon state and Washington state, which so basically means either the mountain West schools join into the pack two or, <laughs> or they, I think it's more likely that they jump into the mountain West and they just take a huge hit. But yeah, I, I think say, that w- is, is this the final, final, final nail in the pack 12 coffin? Yes. And I, I think, but let me ask you this. Mountain West would easily be the best group of five then because AAC loses SMU Mountain West gains Oregon state and Washington state to like, I mean, Oregon state's already in the top 25, but I feel like they they have a very promising future as long as Jonathan Smith's there. And I think Wazoo is a good football program. So 
I, you and, get, and I think those two are obvious rivals for each other now. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you have to look for other rivals within the mountain West. If that's ultimately what happens, I think they're each, each other's rivals. 16 Ohm says Stanford would get rocked in the ACC. I don't know that that's true. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, dude, Boston college. What about that? That could be a Stanford yeah. BC or a Stanford BC. No, maybe it, Cal yeah. BC. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm still not very excited about this. I am excited to talk some games and talk some DFS though. Yes. And before we do that though, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by the college football bankroll challenge. Yes. College football's back and it's time to celebrate with SGPN because we're giving away a whole shitload of cash in our college football bankroll challenge. It's free to enter. It's a season long contest. Don't be a pussy. A thousand dollars for first place, 500 for second place, but the prize uh, doubles to $2,000 for first place and a thousand for second place. If you're a patron, if you're a SGP Patreon member, for the college football season, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bankroll or click the link in the app, which is free to download in the app store and Google Play Store. That is the SGPN app. We're also brought to you by DraftKings. College football fans, are you fully prepped for week one? We got the week zero appetizer. All right. We got another little appetizer last night. Right. We're just getting stuffing ourselves. This is like being at a wedding. Just just you're waiting for the for the damn wedding to start, you just sitting over there. Yeah, the shrimp cocktail. Yeah, now you pounding margaritas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything they're bringing out, you're just grabbing some of that shit, right? Uh, look, DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just five dollars on any college football bet and score two hundred dollars in bonus bets. Anything can happen in college football. Your team can go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that is a lock these days is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. I told you, give me the buffs plus 21 against TCU all day. Jump in there. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. All right, we are back on the college football experience DFS show. We have a DFS lineup we're giving away for Friday, Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday, and we will post our Monday uh, via our. Twitter account at TCE on SGPN and at NC underscore underscore N I C K. Uh, but first we got a recap. We have ball games. We had just a fire, fire slate. I, I mean, your boy Dundee is on a, an incredible heater right now. An incredible heater. Tell me about it. Uh, I haven't really got any games wrong starting week <laughs> one. Um, What's your total ATS record so far? Well, let's go game by game here. I, I want to hit on the fact that the uh, every single I, every single one that I bet, I I have I, hit. And I will say, last night uh, I was four and zero on the FBS versus FPS games. I was four and zero ATS, four and zero straight up, three and one totals. So I had a pretty nice little Thursday evening myself. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to Richie Moses. You guys think Jalen Daniels plays tonight? I do. He played in the bowl yeah. game. Yeah. Um, Let's you talk about <laughs> let's talk about it because we started off with the bang. First off, I mean, shout out to uh, Eastern Illinois holding it down against the rivals Indiana State, who Indiana State came in as a double digit favorite. Eastern Illinois basically had three pick sixes, two that went for touchdown, one where the guy got tackled at the one yard line. Whoo! 
Watch out. What were, the, what were they catching again? Like 11, 16 or something? 11, 11 and a half, I think. We were all over that. Yeah. Uh, rivalry game, Eastern Illinois putting the kibosh on Indiana State. I was all over that. Uh, then we jumped over to Kent State UCF, and uh, me and NC Nick locked this thing up. Uh, if you listen to our Wednesday night show, we bet the hell out of this. And I'll be honest, first half, I was a little bit, when plumbing threw a pick like up 21 to six, maybe, or 21 three, I was like, are they going to, uh, you know, they might call the dogs <laughs> off in the second half. He threw a pick in the end zone too. So it was like, right. And and even before we get there, I also bet uh UCF minus seven and a half first quarter. And that was a little bit of a sweat there, you know, not expecting. I mean, when, when UCF went down right down the field, the opening drive scored with ease. I was like, all right, we're good. But then, you know, I think there was that long pass. It was like an eight 75 yard pass got called back and everything. So I had to sweat out that first quarter bet a little bit, but eventually, uh, what happened was exactly like we predicted. I think I said like 55 to six yeah, or 52 and, to six. I was you know, damn close to this line or, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the we, final score. Yeah. But, we might've uh, said 59 we, to six. We pegged this one. Yeah. We, we should pull it up. Uh, Noah, if you're listening to this, uh, look for that clip because we were pretty spot on. I think I said seven for, for Kent state, not six. So UCF looking fantastic. Uh, Western Michigan uh, did beat St. Francis, they actually kind of struggled with St. Francis, but you know, in a way, St. Francis was an FCS playoff team a year ago. They looked better what we thought. Uh, they covered, I think, right? Wasn't yeah. that line? Uh, yeah, they 14? covered. No, we got every dude. We don't. We didn't miss anything. Like, I don't understand why you're listening to other college football podcasts. All right, <laughs> I really don't. I'm like, okay, Rhode Island, Georgia State. This we hammered Rhode Island plus sixteen. Rhode Island almost won this game last night and one of the most questionable first down spots I've ever seen. So it was a uh, fourth Georgia state went for a fourth and uh, one with uh, to basically end the game. Rhode Island had no more timeouts minute and a half left. If they get the first down game's over in real play. I didn't think he got it. Now then they pull out the, the first down markers and on the first look, it looks like he's sh- he, he, he was short by like an inch. Right, so Rhode Island's defense starts celebrating. Then they decide to bring the the first down marker out again. Right, they bring it out a second time, and the ref. I've never seen this before. I, I really, folks, if you have ESPN uh, Plus, you can watch this on demand. Just go to the the very end. The ref basically uh, grabs it and goes past where it should be. So you're like, okay, it's definitely not. And then he drags it back. So it, it looks like it's stretched out over ten yards. And then he drags it back so that Georgia state gets the first down. Like I, it was very questionable. I'll put it like that. Uh, even the announcer goes, I've never seen that before where the ref purposely moves back the, hmm. the chain. Interesting. Uh, either way, Georgia state survives a scare. NC Nick, Sean Elliott. It's a big year for him. That was not the most encouraging. No, they gave up over 400 yards in the air to uh Kasim Hill quarterback for Rhode Island. That doesn't bode well for once they get into Sunbelt play or, or if you look at, you know, their schedule here. Uh, well, I mean, right n- next week they play UConn and UConn struggled to pass the ball mightily last night. Yeah. But NC state's and, got one of the best secondaries in America. To be yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, that's fair. So, um, but no, I, overall Georgia state, not impressive. I mean, the defense looks bad. Uh, I think offensively they could do a few things, but they were playing Rhode Island also. So I don't think you can always count on that offense to come through. So yeah, I think, um, I think that coach might get fired here at some point this season. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, I like UConn. Uh, 
Wake Forest, Mitch Griffiths arrow begins. And I know we're, we're already 23 minutes. To let, we got to fire away here. Wake Forest looked okay. Griffiths looked good. Uh, Elon FCS playoff team a year ago. They win by 20. Um, NC State, UConn. See, this is the one I was puzzled by. So many people were on NC State. I don't get it. Did they watch UConn last year? Like, UConn <laughs> Have was they a watched good f- NC State the last decade? Yeah, <laughs> the last 40 years. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm baffled by how many other, uh, you know, platforms were just like, hey, yeah, we're all over NC, uh, NC State. I'm like, what? There was I, a point there where I thought NC State might add on one more touchdown and cover. So it, it wasn't a slam dunk all the way through. Dude. That fourth and goal, Brandon Armstrong. Yeah. Now, if that defender wasn't an idiot and yeah. just t- and just kind of tackle the 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 wideout, that ball was not going to be complete. And and you're just sitting there like, what are you doing? Like, dude, UConn could have. That, that was a pretty close game, I would say. Yeah, I know, but I mean, the, the second half, NC State definitely owned. Um, other than the long run that UConn offense did pretty much nothing. In the but whole I, I would half. also say like UConn's defense bottled up NC state pretty damn well. Yeah. Yeah. Now that was game one for an eye at NC state. So I think things will get better. Uh, the O line didn't look great, but I, I like some of the young playmakers state has. So I think uh, with a little more experience, they'll just continue to improve and young. You mean eighth year, uh, Rodney Roser, Roser. probably now I was, not, now I was yeah. talking about uh, Concepcion, the uh, true freshman receiver who, uh, who flashed, some big play potential. I thought, yeah, look, we're on the NC state over. That was a huge win for us. Cause if we would have yeah. lost that, that would have been like, eh. yep. um, it, so and once again, out. I mean, not to pat ourselves on the back again, but it kind of, I, I had NC state money line. I had UConn covering and I kind of thought it would be about a 10 to 13 point win. Yeah, no, I even thought like seven, anywhere from seven to, to, you know, 14 getting, uh, I got 14 and a half. So I was like, Oh, I'm all over this. Uh, Florida, Utah. Let's talk about this because, uh, you know, you look at the stat sheet, Graham Mertz, Oh, 300 and some yards. He it was, this guy's incredible. Flo- Florida. Um, they just weren't impressive. You know what I mean? And Utah was on their third and fourth string starting quarterback. They shuffled both of them. They also missed what? 12, 12 players out. Uh, I think what eight starters and, and 12 players that were key contributors did not play for the Utah Utes. Um, that's substantial. And I thought, you know, this is another example. And I tweeted this teams are eight and 18 SEC teams are eight and 18 while playing at PAC 12 schools since the year 2000. And that this isn't a shot necessarily directed towards the SEC. It's directed towards to me, the teams that the conferences that play the less road, the less amount of road games. And that's, yeah. and that's tr- traditionally, you know, the teams that play eight game conference schedules. Um, were you surprised that uh, the outcome and how it plan- panned out? I know we were both on Utah. Yeah, and you know, and we we could have jumped ship when all that injury news, you know, came out. Uh, what Wednesday evening, I think, or maybe Thursday morning. But no, we we stayed true to Utah. We said, you know, trust Utah at Rice Eccles. Trust their defensive line, which dominated. They had a ton of sacks. I yeah. don't know how many. I think and, they had three sacks in the first half. I, I know our boy with SGPN, the Doc. Was saying Florida's a top fifteen offensive line. So what? He's a Florida fan. Okay, that's like yeah. you saying ECU is going to beat Michigan. Uh, oh yeah, though, that's going to happen. Right? That's going to so, happen. Uh, <laughs> it's going to happen. You, you just yeah. see like a, a, a much better overall team. Like the, their punter on Utah was money. Their field goal kicker was better than the the Gators kicker. Their O line was better. Their D line was better. You name it. 
And then to have the home field advantage on top of it. And I forgot that I had made like a bet in July, which was you, Utah minus nine. Yeah. So I was going through my book. I was like, oh yeah, I did make Ooh. that bet. And I, I, I was a little worried about that. I, I still thought Utah would cover four or five, but I still hit on Utah minus nine for where that line was earlier in the summer. So um, yeah. I was kind of happy to see Utah win. One by double digits. And look, that's the, like I said, 18 times out of, t- out of 26 when they've come West, uh, they've lost by double digits. I'm telling wow. you, there, there's something to it, man. Hey, GBO uh, farms. He's in the chat too. Yeah. It was <laughs> disgusting rooting for Florida. What the fuck is wrong with you, buddy? All right. Uh, we, we love it's you. Just, yeah, no, we do love you. But at the same time, like I'll never understand that. Like, okay. I grew up a Colorado fan. Guess what? I was really happy to see last night. Nebraska lose, especially the way they lost fucking hilarious. All right. And you, you have my word. I will never root for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah. Yeah. There's just certain things, certain things you can't do. Uh, so Nebraska, Minnesota. Awesome. Awesome game. <laughs> in my opinion, thank God the big 10 West still uh, exists. Wisconsin. Oh you're trying to get you're, 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 you're trying to fuck this up. All right. The quarterback play was so bad. So perfect. So <laughs> perfect. This game that is sucked, why man. the, no, nope. it was awesome. Nobody that was the best game of the night. Best you can't game even argue of the it was night. really good defense. It was just awful quarterback play. I mean, the Best defense was solid on both of sides. The night. Best game of the night. It was a lot of fun. And it came down to the final play of the game. You what more do you want? What more do you want? All right. <laughs> Especially you had a ten, you had, they had Minnesota score what 10 unanswered in the final. They had a fourth and 10 conversion with an awesome fucking catch for a touchdown. That was a hell of a catch by was that Crooms? No. No, no, it was that uh, was Jackson. uh yeah, Jackson. Yeah. Um Minnesota. This was huge because I was on the over with Minnesota and the under with Nebraska. And I was like, wait, if, if Nebraska wins, this is probably going to fuck up my. Uh, I know it's week one, but. Um, and, and I think, I mean, you know, we were both on Nebraska plus seven. And, and I said that I don't think the talent level, I, I don't think Minnesota has that much more talent than Nebraska. If, if watching that game, I would say Nebraska is actually the more talented team. Uh, maybe Jeff Sims, man. I don't know moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> I don't know. I like uh, the I other guy showed the uh, Greek pellet gun either. Okay. No, I, but if what, I think I came away more impressed with him than really? I did when I did, than I did Sims, a couple of those interceptions. I mean, geez, it's like, are you a freshman Jeff Sims? I, I was watching it with CJ Sullivan. Shout out to the bottom line bombs podcast. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there watching. He has Nebraska on the money line right before the first half. And I go, you know, they, they did get robbed of a touchdown at the one yard line, but then the very next play, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit there and say they lost because of that, because you get a yeah. false start at the fucking one yard line, the next play. And now you're back at the six yard line. And I said, I, I told CJ, I was like, just don't throw a pass with Sims. All right. He said, what, what do you do here? I was like, you throw a pass with Sims anything, but a fade. I said, just throw a fade isolation though, where the rest of the defense is not there. And if it's not there, he throws it away. It goes without saying, like you have to throw a, throw that ball where only your guy can catch it or it's overthrown. Do not underthrow that pass, whatever you do. And Dude, he exactly started what at he quarterback for the past three years. There's no excuse for this. No. There's no excuse for this. He, he is. He, he looks like a true freshman out there, dude. And then in, in uh you know, the, the late fourth quarter, when they get the ball back, he completes a pass over the middle. And it was funny because uh, real money Kramer had came there and he goes, Oh, he's not that bad. That's a nice pass. And I go, <laughs> I go, watch, he's going to feel confident about it. That's going to get him confident. He's going to throw that pass again. And sure enough, two plays later fires it right in there, picked off and the Minnesota golden Gophers win. What a fucking game. 
we were both on Nebraska plus seven and a half or seven, whatever that number was when we gave it away on the show. Also, Trent Dilfer got the dub. It looked good. Tulsa uh, beat the hell out of Arkansas Pine Bluff. We were good there. I was surprised Missouri didn't look as good as I thought. Yeah. What was that line? 30? That, that line was. No, I didn't actually bet this, but. Me neither. 27 and a half. Okay, so, so they did not cover. They did not cover. That that would be the one game we got incorrect, right? We also hit on we also hit on uh what Campbell, was the UAB line. Campbell, William, and Mary we hit on. Yeah. Uh U UAB uh we got it was 24. 24 okay, so, and a okay, half, so I believe. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um and, and we were on Southern Utah covering Arizona State. Well that let's talk about that because that's the I don't know if you saw me tweet out uh, the, too the late. Worst I didn't watch call. this one. Well, this was a huge lightning delay, so I don't feel like no one okay. watched this. Even the Arizona State fans, it was like pouring rain for like three hours, and then the lightning. So they, they restarted the the game in like at like one in the morning Pacific time or something. But they almost damn near lost this game. This was twenty one twenty one in the fourth. One of the worst calls. I, I tweeted this. You you should see this. It's I didn't see it yet. I'll great check it out. block. Southern Utah has like a sixty yard pass or a forty yard pass where a receiver gives a block that I thought was a great block. And I don't think it was a blindside block. I think if you look back at it, it's not a blindside block. And then also uh, they, they kicked him out of the game. So not only do you take back a 40 yard play, they said it was unnecessary, kicked him out of the game. One of the, it's so far that is the worst call of the season. Worst I call just of the can't, season. I can't stand those uh, ejections. Like, all right, if you want to give him 15 yard penalty for a questionable call, Okay, I mean you can you can come back from a 15 yard penalty, but to eject all these players, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, they need to fix that. They need to fix that. And once again, they don't care about the players. Uh, Southern Utah, watch out in the UAC. And I'm telling you, Arizona State, I got concerns. I got concerns, and I we were all over that though. I thought that was going to be a game. I I really believed. I know Moneyline Mac hit me up and was like, "Dude, you really believe Southern Utah can cover this?" I was like, "Dude, I don't think they can cover it. I think they might be a live dog." Yeah, and. Uh, it, 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 you know, almost came true. So, all right. Uh, that was, was Thursday night. A lot of fun. Uh, shout out to Zach Kilgore. Missed you guys. I missed uh, my guys. I missed you from the college basketball <laughs> season. There we go. Shout out to Zach. Uh, let's jump into this. So tonight we have college uh, hold football on. before tonight. Let's do a quick rundown of the winners. So last Saturday, early slate, our guy, Jamie H O V one. Patty C came in second. He beat me by four tenths Ooh. of a point to get in the money. So uh, the main shit. I know. I, I'm surprised we didn't hear from Patty. The the main slate. Jamie H O V won again. That son of a bitch. And uh, second place was A K A Badger. Last night DTF 04021. He was the only person I believe that rostered Casey Hill. I'm surprised you didn't, buddy. Uh, you know what I thought was going to work out. Minnesota's run game against Nebraska's defensive line. That did not. That backfired. Even though the biggest play of the game was a Sean Tyler 11 yard run. But, uh, well, well, you know, my critique of your lineup last night when I saw it, I said, I said, you rostered three players from Minnesota. I thought they would <laughs> look, I was still on the under, but I thought they yeah. would. Well, first off, I just figured they actually, I mean, what's his name? Uh, uh, the Western Michigan transfer. I'm drawing a blank on his Grooms. name right now. Crooms actually did all right. I feel like, yeah. whereas uh, yeah. Tyler, I thought the Minnesota's run game, I thought would not miss a beat. 
with Ibrahim. Yeah. Remember, Ibrahim got injured with like a torn ACL oh, yeah. two years ago. They, they, had they would like, bring in like yeah. the, uh, the fourth stringer. He would still do well. So, and I thought the clear weakness on Nebraska was their defensive line. Nebraska's defensive yeah. line played a lot better than I thought it would. So, uh, I ate shit there. I ate shit. The Rocky Harvey did good for me though. Not Rocky yeah. Harvey. R.J. Harvey. Rocky RJ Harvey's Harvey. a former Illinois running back. Um, <laughs> anyway, and then last night, second place. I finished second, so I finished in the in the money last night. All right, that's the rear view. Let's move forward. Yes, Friday night action. Bring it on, folks. Uh, let's jump into it because I feel like obviously you have uh, what, six games, I believe. You got uh, Howard, Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan, Michigan State, Miami, uh, Miami, Ohio, Miami, Florida. Then you have the Georgia Tech, um, Louisville game. Just five games on the slate. Howard Eastern Michigan was not included. Okay. Okay. Haters. Yeah. Bastards. Uh, then you have Kansas, Missouri State, and then uh, St- Stanford, Hawaii. So there we go. Uh, at quarterback, I'm curious. Uh, first off, do you have two quarterbacks? I do, and and actually, my whole team is basically two teams. I have a lot of guys on Kansas and a lot of guys on Hawaii, and not much else. So to start that off. Jalen Daniels, we talked about him earlier. He is playing. I don't see how you not roster Jalen Daniels. It's like you're looking at my fantasy football team. Can I ask you why is Kim, Noah Kim, the quarterback for Michigan State, the highest priced quarterback? That that baffled me. It's like these people don't know what they're doing. I, and- I've never seen Kim play, but because he hasn't played much in his whole career. So how is Noah Kim? More expensive than Jalen Daniels or Shager bombs the, or the uh, only plumber. thing. The only thing that I, yeah, I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. But with Jalen Daniels, the only thing I can think of is that they'll be up by so much they move to Jason Bean. Especially if he's not a hundred percent. I mean, I think he is a hundred percent. Yeah, I think so, he is a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance that the fourth quarter goes to Bean. Sure, but I just don't see how or who's going to spend up nine point four k for Noah Kim. Yeah, especially there's a chance that if they get up big, they have two quarterbacks they want to get they want to work out Michigan State. So they, you need that game to stay close. Um uh oh, Terrell Furman saying NC Nick, your room gets a lot of light. Never knew. He's got the, he's, he's got the West Unsel back there. Our usual evening pods. Yeah, I got uh is that West Unsel? I think it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. Forty one. But uh anyway. So uh, Jalen Daniels, and then this is a big question. Did you roster Shager bombs or did you go plumber? You probably went plumber. I went with my fantasy football team, baby. <laughs> Jack plumber is, is a man, uh, you know, on a mission. He's going to scorch this, uh, uh, this, this yellow jacket defense. So uh, I did not know. I did not go Shager bombs. Although I thought about doing Shager bombs, um, but yeah, I went Jack plumber and uh, yeah, I feel like those two, I think plumber has a, well, I don't know. I you can make a case. Is Shager bombs more expensive than plumber. Shager bombs is $600 more expensive. That that was the difference for me. I didn't have that money. I went back and forth between the two. I mean, Shager bombs just what well, he's went over 300 against Vandy in week zero. He's playing um, the Stanford team that returns three defensive starters from last year. Those three starters, two D linemen, one linebacker. So that's a whole new secondary that Shager's going up against. So ultimately I thought his matchup was better. I think George tech probably has a better defense than Stanford. So I spent 600 more for Shager buddy. This is Brahms first game at Louisville. This is like a match. This is like, you know, this is 
gasoline next to uh, you know C four and a stick of matches. You know, and you, you just got to light come it. in there and, and and that offense to just put up forty in game one. I do, really. Yeah, like like I I fully do. I I think that they're gonna put, drop forty points. Get, get Obviously, we know Plummer. Yeah. Plummer played for him at Purdue, so there's uh, so he's very familiar with the offense. But that doesn't mean the rest of the receivers. I mean, their their, their top receivers is projected to be the Georgia State transfer. They have a ton of new faces. Let me there. ask you something. How did how did Charlie was it Charlie Jones? Charlie Jones. Charlie yep. Jones. I almost said Charlie on the, Joyner. On the, on the uh, Bengals now. Yeah, Charlie Jones. Uh, in game one, after coming over from Iowa, which is like a foreign country compared to yeah. uh, compared to, to Purdue, how did he do? Uh, I think I that first game was against Penn State, he and he lit well. him up. He lit yeah. him up. So don't don't worry. Um, I expect this game to. I expect that game to both teams to be in the twenties, and and you know the the over under of that game is forty nine and a half. So Vegas is kind of with me. The over under of Stanford Hawaii game is fifty five. Dude, more points expected there. I am all oh, bet the over in the the Louisville game right now, <laughs> right now, folks. Um, all right, and and I I see a side bet here too. Plumber versus Shaker bombs. Let's go. Let's all go. Right. So there we have our quarterbacks. What do you got with running backs? What are you working with? Running backs. Uh, look, you know, I only did two. Same here. And they're both playing for Kansas because Kansas. <laughs> what you know what they do. They run the fuck out of the football, and yeah. Heshaw and Neal, both my running backs. I know together that's uh, what twelve twelve point six k, folks. I think Neal's going to have a hundred yards in the first quarter, and then they're probably going to sit him. And Heshaw will have another hundred yard game. This happened at Buffalo. Do you remember when Leipold was at Buffalo and he was playing in the MAC? He would run. They had two thousand yard running backs, and the third running back had like five hundred, like over five hundred yards for the season. What was so, his name? Jarrett, Jarrett Williams was that his no, name? Jarrett Patterson. Jarrett, Jarrett Patterson. Patterson and then it was Kevin Marks. Marks, yes. And then they had a third guy. I think his name was McDuffie, who's currently on the Kansas roster, I believe. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That load well, up. Play on the music with Neil. I'm there. I agree. I contemplated rostering Heshaw too, but ultimately I didn't. I went with EJ Smith, the only non Kansas or Hawaii player. And I think EJ Smith, you know, I just think he's going to be the, almost the entire offense for Stanford son and of Emmett Smith folks. If you don't right. know, now uh, Vandy did a good job. Stop. I'm sorry. Hawaii did a good job stopping Vandy's run week zero, but I think Vandy's just I think they're emphasizing the passing game this year. So I think part of that was by design from Vandy. So um, I'm taking a shot on EJ Smith for what? 5.7 K. Yeah. And if you watch Sac state football last year, like I did, they were undefeated in the regular season. Troy Taylor, Stanford's current coach was the head coach there and they had Cameron Scadaboo and uh, yeah. they ran, he scored a lot of touchdowns. So it makes a lot of sense there. And I, I guess I'm a little concerned at Casey Filkins, the other running back, the, I guess the fullback. Uh, he might get some touches too, but I just think EJ Smith is just uh, much more talented. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's very good. Are, are you? He's coming off a bad injury though, isn't he? Thought he came off of uh, yeah, like an played, ACL like, or something. But that was early. That was early last year. He only yeah. played week one and week two. And and in those games, what he ran for uh, a buck eighteen against Colgate and uh, eighty eight against USC, and then got hurt. So he, he's fully healthy now. It's been almost a full year. I'm not. I'm not too concerned about that. Yeah, fair. Uh, let's jump over and talk about the uh, wideouts because I have four of them. 
Same here. Uh, my top price wideout. Um, let me see here. Is Jamari uh, Thrash? No, I because he I didn't have enough money for him. I went with mm. uh, Huggins Bruce. Huggins Bruce. I I loaded up on uh, Amari Huggins Bruce, who had 31 catches for 365 yards and two scores a season ago. Uh, he's the second highest price receiver. And I also went with uh, Callaway, the uh, Tennessee transfer, Jimmy Callaway. I think his name is uh, that's coming into Louisville. I just, you know, here's my first thought was Keon, Col- not Keon Coleman, Kevin Coleman, the Jackson state transfer for Louisville. But when I saw how low on the depth chart he was, I was surprised. Cause this is a guy that I drafted in our fantasy league. So I'm going to take a shot on Huggins, Bruce and Callaway. It's a little bit of a, they have, they got so many good wideouts that I feel like it's a little, this is a little bit of a gamble because especially not seeing them play for Louisville yeah. before you don't know yeah. who's plumbers uh, favorite target is, is going to be. So you went double stack with your quarterback. It makes sense. If I'm going to critique my own roster, it's I, I don't have any of that Louisville passing game. And we know Brom gets receivers into open spaces and Dude, Charlie Jones had, had like double the amount of targets as the second leading receiver in college football last yeah. year. Yeah. So. But what I did, I'll just group these two guys together. So I took um, Ashlock and McBride. Me too. The Me two. too. Okay. That's my next two. That's my next two. Uh, <laughs> they, they both had, I think nine targets, both had very nice week zero games. I guess my concern is that it's a, it's a very small sample size. It's just one game, but they both looked pretty damn good in week zero. So I think they can do it again, probably against a secondary that's worse than Vandy's. Um, so that, that basically that's your squad, right? Yeah, that is, you, you have my whole team then. So and, my and last two guys. So, so I, I double stacked uh, Shager bombs and then I also double stacked Jalen Daniels. Hopefully they can pass the ball a little bit because I took uh Lawrence Arnold uh, the Kansas wide receiver, and then the tight end Mason Fairchild, both um, capable of big games themselves too. Certainly, certainly. And Terrell Furman's in the chat. Shout out to him, host of the NBA Gambling Podcast and WNBA Gambling Podcast. Says Cooley, the former Louisville running back, plays for Georgia Tech tonight. Maybe he's seeing some action there. Uh, I, I was curious if you were going to roster the Louisville running back. Was it Dwar Dwar Johnson? Is that his name? Yeah, I mean, look, he's probably going to be nasty, but I just still think. They don't like at Purdue. He didn't commit to the run enough. Yeah, that's that's that ultimately. I thought maybe they're going to pass it too much and not. Uh, yeah, uh, and yeah. Terrell, we'll we'll, uh, we'll tweet out the uh, DFS link here when the show's over. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, certain. I can't wait to watch that game. Uh, next up, so that's that's our that's our what's our battle battle of bourbon here? The quarterbacks. Let me let me jot this down. It's uh, Shager bombs against Plummer. Let's go. Let's go. Um, you know, it should be noted too. I, I went two and zero against you with uh, uh, slide bets in week got, zero. Thank you very much. Part of my handicap was Rourke. They're rushing Rourke back a little too early. Part of my handicap. I feel like I should get points for that. Yeah, but technically, like in the past, if if a, if a if a player got hurt, we made that side bet null and void. You do have a good point here because there was always the chance of reward getting hurt because maybe he wasn't hundred percent healthy. So I don't know. If you want to take credit for that one, I'm willing uh, to say you're saying that's more. cheap though. You're saying that's security a cheap security case. Oh my gosh, disgusting folks. Um, Sixteen Ohm says I have uh, Jack Plummer as well. Jack, okay. Jack Plummer. All right. All right. Uh, look, let's let's get over and talk about Saturday morning because the lineup is incredible. 
Uh, folks, want to but before we do that, I want to tell you that the uh, College Football Experience DFS show is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. August is is over. Shit, you got seven days to get your draft, your your you know your fantasy football draft shit together. All right, over on Underdog Fantasy, get championship ready for your home league by trying out Best Ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You set it, you forget it, and boom, Underdog does the rest. They have the largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million in total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all people? The time is now, like I said, doors shut in September 7th, uh, visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to a hundred dollars. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by SG sports gambling podcast, Patreon. Yes. SGP Patreon. Uh, sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive uh, contests, including NFL win totals contests with a thousand dollar first place prize. This week's weekly patron uh, pick them is, is all week one college football. The prize is a cornhole board, which is perfect for any college football tailgate. Don't tell me you don't need a cornhole board. Everybody needs a fucking cornhole board. All right. Uh, the Patreon is also a great way to support us, the network SGPN. Uh, and fight back against corporate gambling. Those hacks sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. All right. We jump over to the Saturday morning lineup. There's a shit ton of games. Anything you want to say here NC Nick? This was my hardest one to put together because there were so many players. I liked, I went, I went back and forth so many times, finally settled on my favorite roster. And uh, I only went one quarterback on this one. Nope. Not old you Dundee. Went you went lo- back to your standard, huh? This is this is probably my favorite. My favorite. Uh, it, it might not be my favorite, just because I ultimately like I couldn't fit everybody into this lineup that I wanted to, just because I didn't have enough spots. There were so many I thought fair or or underpriced guys that I wanted, but you can only roster so many. So anyway, who's your top quarterback? My top quarterback is Michael Penix. Play the music. Oh. Luck. I mean, I, I think Boise State's a good defense, but I just think they're running into a buzzsaw. That they're gonna get theirs regardless. So Did anybody yeah. watch Michael Penix last year? Tell me why he's the tenth highest quarterback. It doesn't that, that's there, what I'm saying. Nine more expensive quarterbacks than Penix, really? They're phoning this in. They're phoning this in. They're not paying attention. <laughs> And, and we're going to take, we're going to take, you know, we're going to reap the benefits as John Lovett says in uh wedding crashers uh, or not wedding, wedding, crash, singer, wedding singer. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, my second quarterback. Cause you don't have a second quarterback. Prime time. Prime <laughs> sure. time. Yes. Uh, yeah. Look, I, I think even though both teams run the same offense, so there's a chance that there's less scoring than people think. I still think. Colorado's edge in this matchup is I think Colorado is way better. You heard me right. I think they're better at the wide receiver position. That matchup of their wideouts against TCU's corners, I think is a huge edge to Colorado. And I look for, you know, whether it's Travis Hunter, whether it's uh, a few other guys that I'll mention in a second. Um, but I, I I like the play. I think he's gonna get. I think he's gonna get his. Another thing is he has wheels a little bit, so he could he can get some rushing yards. The bold call. He's seven k. The the price isn't. I mean it's it's a fair price for him, but that's the bold call. 
I was actually going to go when I saw he was cheaper. Who was I going to go originally? I was originally going to go someone else, but when I saw I could save money, I think I was originally going to go, I think yours. And then when I saw I could save that much money and get someone that I think is going to be similar. Yeah. Uh, stat wise. Cause yours, they might pull them for arch Manning or, uh, or, or yeah. uh, the other guy. I thought about Ewers. Uh, I thought Joe Milton for 8.7 K was very attractive. Um, I mean, obviously Bo Nix is going to have a huge game, but at 10.1 K, I was like, man, I, there's so many uh, players who can put up lots of points. I thought that was a little too high for Knicks. So well, a lot and, of, and, and another thing is when do they, when do they pull Knicks? Like you got, sure. you have to ask yourself that stuff because uh, in a matchup where they have Texas tech on deck, you don't want them to get injured against Portland state when they're up yeah. 56 yeah. to nothing in the third quarter. So exactly. That's why I did not roster any duck, but um, all right. So uh, we're moving on. I have, I got four running backs. Uh, I have three. My top running back is the best running back in the country. And I know there's game script concerns because Ole Miss might be up big on Mercer early, but whenever I see Quinshawn Judkins at 6.6 K. I have to roster him because he could go for a hundred yards and three touchdowns in the first half. I mean, I can't argue he's a fucking stud. So I, I didn't roster him because they're playing Mercer, but you make a ton of sense. And Mercer didn't look very good the other day. Actually, if anything, though, their defensive side of the ball look a lot better than their offensive side of the ball, but still they're going to get fucking yeah, worked. Granted, who, who, are they, yeah. who are they playing? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Fair. I didn't, I didn't roster him, but I mean, I, it's almost like back in the day when you play fantasy football and you would, you know, someone's got Barry Sanders. It's like, you can't say anything. You're just like, okay. Right. Yeah. He's very good. Good play. I hear you. Who's your top dog. My top guy. I think I, I went value. Uh, I'm going to take you to Norman, Oklahoma, basically my fantasy football. Lineup. There's a reason why I was in love with my fantasy football lineup here. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm going to take you to what I think is going to be Arkansas state, I think is going to be a disaster. So Marcus major Jeff Levy's offense. Uh, I think Marcus major gets his uh, against, against, uh, against the, the shitty, the shittiest team in the Sunbelt, perhaps in Arkansas state. I like it. There were so many attractive options at running back. You had to pick one of them. That's a fine play too. Terrell is asking a good question in the chat. He says, is there a competitive advantage in college DFS rostering two quarterbacks opposed to one, or is it just preference? I would say that I think that, you know, most people draft two and usually quarterbacks are the highest scoring players, but if you want to set yourself apart, sometimes that's when maybe you don't go with two and you go with another running back or another receiver. So ultimately it comes down to just personal preference and the slate. The slate is the big thing, you know? Yeah. What do you think yeah. about that? No, that makes sense. I think, yeah, you, whatever you see on the board, but I normally like if there's two good quarterbacks that, you know, are going to put stats up. I think that's the play, but sometimes you get like a week night where you're like, nah, you know, right. uh, you right. know, so uh, there's more value, uh, uh, but especially like on a Saturday slate where you can grab everybody. I think you do t do do two uh, quarterbacks. So, um, yeah. all right. Moving on, my second highest running back is 5.7K, Caleb Johnson, Iowa Hawkeye, Hawkeyes, going up against a very bad Utah State running game. And I think this game's going to be close enough where I expect him to play pretty much the entire game. 
Easy RB1 for Iowa. I also expect probably 100 yards, a couple touchdowns. Bad, bad Utah State run defense is what you meant to say. Uh, oh, what did I say? Running game. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Run defense. Yeah. Yes. And that Utah State's best defensive players all bounce in the portal, too. So I, I don't mind that play. Um, are you concerned that if McNamara, even though they say he's playing, if he doesn't play, that Utah State just loads the box? I mean, they're probably going to load the box anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. talking about Iowa football. Yeah. And even if they load the box, do they have the size and talent to stop the Iowa running game? Um, I grant, I grant, like most of the time when you draft, when you roster players, you want to roster players on good offenses, and that's not Iowa. So that's the gamble is that if Iowa only scores two touchdowns this game and they win like 20 to three or something, then his upside is certainly limited. Uh, but I thought the price is right too. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And uh, okay. Well, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's a solid play. I can't, I can't knock it too much here, but I will take you to uh, I'm going to take you. Look, I, I did Oklahoma. I was only fair. If I honor the other team in the red river shootout, that's, that's the Texas longhorns and their freshman running back, Cedric Baxter. I think Texas has one of the best offensive lines in the country. I think rice does not have a good defense. So uh, give me Cedric Baxter at 5.5 K. I think he has a big day. I know they have a couple different backs, but I think all of them are going to have big days. So, yeah. and that's, this is maybe our, our side bet here. Cause I also rostered a Texas running back for $200 cheaper. I rostered Jonathan Brooks and uh, you know, it's going to be a one, two punch for sure. But it looks like Brooks, I think is at least going to get the start. That doesn't necessarily mean they get more touches. They're paying huh? homage. They're paying homage. I think to Jonathan to, Brooks. To, to, to the guy who's been around longer. Uh, yeah. Who knows? I think both guys get touches. Um, I saved $200 <laughs> and I, I don't think I had uh, no, you know what? I could roster Baxter also, but I'm going to go with Brooks. So this makes up for there a perfect side bet Baxter versus Brooks. I think the Texas running game is going to run uh, just all over rice's poor run defense. I said it correct that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I have a third running back. You do too, right? I have. Yes, I have. Uh, I've already named three of them, but I also have one more. So go ahead. Uh, well, I'm taking you to uh, what it is is Nashville where Jabari small, the running back for the Tennessee volunteers is about to have a big ass day because they're going to, I predict Tennessee will score 49 or more in that game. I think you're probably right. And small is one of those guys that I had him in my lineup at certain points, uh, but he, he, he got chopped. He got chopped on the, uh, on the cutting room floor. Is that what they call it? Um, I could I like have done play, squirrel though. white though. I could have done squirrel white. And I, th- I was thinking about that, but you know, I, I, I feel like there's going to be a shit ton of points in this. Yeah. Game, I mean, so. t- Tennessee's got a couple running backs kind of like Texas. I'm probably going to get equal amount of carries. I, I like the play. Um, squirrel white was also somebody on my roster. Um, you think I should I, play squirrel white though? You, Cause they use him kind of like, as that hybrid, you I, know? I think, I think his upside's higher. Yeah. Fuck it. Let me switch over. I need a squirrel as uh, they said in, uh, in Christmas vacation. Let me jump over to get squirrel. Um, either way, I think there's a lot of points in that matchup. Sign me up for it. Uh, where are you going next? All right. My next running back, my last one, my fourth guy is also probably part of a, of a two man platoon. 
but everybody thinks Trey Sanders, the Alabama transfer is going to come into TCU and be the elite running back. I, I think it's going to be Amani Bailey. Now I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see if I can see a depth chart that hasn't been released yet, but I think Amani Bailey's better. And I think he could be in store for a nice game up against your Buffaloes and a 5.4 K that's the direction I went. No, I like that play. Cause if, to me, there's one area that, that jumps out as a glaring weakness for Colorado. When I evaluate them, it's probably the run defense. Um, I think the past defense might actually be pretty damn good. They might yeah. have the luxury of being able to load the box because their corners are going to be so athletic, but put both corners on islands. Don't yeah. have to worry about. Yep. Yeah. Um, I your point. But I, I, I think still, I, I think that's the clear weakness. So it makes sense to, to, to fade that. So I like that play. Let's talk a little bit about wideouts, huh? Let's do it. Uh, my top wideout. I'm going back to Austin, Texas. Xavier Worthy. Look, play, folks, play the music. Yeah. Let's go. Bet the over on this game. This, this, if you seen this total, Nick, it's at fifty-eight and a half. I think Texas is scoring fifty-six. Or, or in and the fifties. Yeah. In the 50s. And I think rice is good enough to at least get 10. Yeah. They have McCaffrey. They have five-star QB and JT Davis. I actually think they might get in the twenties. Right. So <laughs> when do uh, we drop the five-star label from him? Yeah, No, he's five. To, uh, when he transfers <laughs> to a fifth school, when he plays only four games this year and then transfers next year to uh, like, uh, I feel I could see him at like UNLV. Um, anyway, Let's jump on over to uh, my next wide out. Then is uh, is the likes of I'll I'll take you to uh, to to Fort Worth, Texas. Jimmy Horn, who I think is a dog for Colorado. I, I know think, you've been talking him up. So uh, that's your stack him. with Shadur. Yeah, he's a stud, and I think uh, I think he's he's a un- really underrated wide out. If you watch the the South Florida tape from last year, you'll see who who is this guy. Uh, so that's my second wide out. How about you? All right, so my uh, top receiver is uh, a stack with my quarterback Penix. I didn't have the money to get Romeo Dunsey. I did have the money to get Washington's second best receiver. That's Jalen McMillan for six point nine k. I mean, what do you want me to say about the Washington passing attack? You want to get pieces? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, they have probably the second best wide receiving core, other than or probably the best other than Ohio State. Uh, my final guy on this roster. Taking you back to Nashville, Tennessee, because Brew McCoy. Speaking of five stars that transfer all around. Oh. Four point eight K. What are you? What's going on here? When Tennessee's up forty-two nothing in the forty-two to three in the <laughs> third quarter. Sorry, Terrell. Uh, We're trying to win GBO Farmers back over. Yeah. Speaking nicely of Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't root. Just don't root for any other SEC teams. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go back. All right. I'll even I, I give do you, like. I do uh, like Squirrel White better than Brew McCoy. Again, I didn't have money for both, so I went with the cheaper option. I think both are good options. Yeah, and by the way, I'm gonna say he has permission to to root for a SEC West school. Okay, fair enough. It can't be fair Alabama. Enough. That's on the schedule every year. Any like, if he says I like Ole Miss or Mississippi State, LSU, A and M, Arkansas, I say all right, pass. I'll give you the pass. Uh, all right, let's get on over to Saturday night, man. Where, where, I we, bet on that slate is Baxter versus Brooks. All right, Saturday night. Saturday night. Kind of love my lineup here. Um, curious how you feel about your lineup, but uh, yeah, I kind of feel I kind of feel pretty good about it. I did two quarterbacks. How about you? 
I, I feel really good about it. I got two quarterbacks and uh, they're actually playing the same game. Ooh. Take okay. a guess as to what game it is. Uh, the game in Houston, Texas. You are correct. My friend, my ooh, top ooh, quarterback ooh. is Donovan Smith, Houston, 7.4 K. I thought about rostering him. I didn't, but I like it. And those fucking Houston Oilers uniforms that they're wearing whoo, fire fire. Woo. Well, Someone's yeah, got to do it. Last year, uh, in this game, the two quarterbacks combined for over 650 total yards of offense and eight touchdowns. So um, I expect there to be a lot of points in Houston come Saturday night. Yeah. Well, I have I have the other quarterback you're talking about, Frank Captain Harris. Yes. Seven point one k. Hell yeah. Yes. All right, Captain Harris. Let's go. Uh. I think they'll be down. So I think they have the battle back. You hear me? I'm on, I'm on. I can't fade those Houston Oilers uniforms. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. And I look, I know they have injuries at wideout. I trust captain Harris. All right. Captain Harris gonna get it done. Captain Harris no. de- delivers. Even when, even when Mahoney wasn't in those movies, still captain Harris <laughs> delivered. All right. No love for Jalen Milrow, who was just announced a starter. No way. Nine, be- 9.6 K. No way. Cause all three are going to play. I think. Yeah, yeah, and, and Drake May too expensive at ten point one. Too expensive. If anything, you yeah. play Rattler. I pull a Patty C there and say Rattler uh, for that game. If you if you are adamant on getting someone from that game, but my other quarterback, like- look, do you ever shop at Wegmans? <laughs> <laughs> very nice grocery store. <laughs> yeah, very very. Uh, I I I don't have them on the West, but uh, are they expen as expensive as like Whole Foods? I would say no. I would say a notch below that. Okay. It's Whole expensive, it's, but it's quality. Yeah. Whole foods. You get like two, pe- <laughs> like two peaches and it's like, that'd be $34. You're like, Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, you con- buying peaches. I'm buying into road rash face. All right. Uh, the offense will fly. All right. As some say, so give me uh Texas A&M, even though they're going up against my boy, Danny Gonzalez, who fights dirty uh, and give me Connor Wegman at $8,500. I like to play. The matchup is right. Game script is a concern. Does AM just rely on the run or do they air it out? That's the question mark. I thought it was a I thought he was a little overpriced personally. Yeah. But yeah. he could still put up a fine game. So so ultimately I, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I think I think he's fine. All right. <laughs> get get the fuck out of here. I got three running backs. How about you? I do. My top guy, uh yeah, I'm not gonna take Milrow or any of the Bama quarterbacks. But I'm going to take JC JC McClellan, the top tied running back for 6.8k. With great minds, think alike. He Nick, may be a popular pick. Nick Saban said he's going to have a stronger emphasis in, on running the ball. He looks at Georgia winning national championships with uh, fucking walk-ons, you know. And he's like, "What am I doing with these top 10 NFL picks? They're they're not winning me shit." All right. Well, sort of. Um, and, uh, and he's saying, you know what? I need a nice, I need to just go back to the run game. And I think they're going to fucking middle Tennessee's run defense. <laughs> Goodbye. Yep. Um, so uh, we see you, eye to eye you, there. You could even roster one of the backups also. Cause you know, it, it, I think it's going to be a, a major blowout and the backup running backs are probably any, are better than anything uh, middle Tennessee has. So you could even roster some of the backups, but the safe play is to spend uh, the six point eight k. Uh, your second highest price running back. I, I think we're both a, a fan of this guy, even though he was kind of run out of Tallahassee, and that is Trayshawn Ward. Oh come on! Where? I mean, 
the whole offensive line of Kansas State is back. And I know Simo's a, a ranked FCS opponent, but I don't give a shit. This is how Kansas State wins that game. They just bully you. And I think Treshawn Ward's going to get his in this game. I think the uh, pivot play would go DJ Giddens, who's the other running back for 5.5K. But ultimately, I just think Ward is more explosive and and more talented. Agreed. Uh, which then we jump to if you have my third running back, I'm turning off the show. Well, you know who has a bad run defense? Texas. The North, Car- the North Carolina Tar Heels. Oh, okay. I'm going to Deckerian Joiner, South Carolina's. RB one for only 5.5 K. If my prediction of this game is correct, where South Carolina wins because they're better in the trenches, that means the Gamecock running game goes wild. And I think uh joiner could be in store for a nice game and the price is right. Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't have any more money, so th- I don't know. This is our battle of bourbon, but look, I mentioned Wegmans. Maybe before you go to Wegmans, you hit uh, the old dairy queen. I have a classic story. When I was in Missoula, Montana, girl that I knew, she had been hyping up this restaurant forever in Missoula. And I was like, okay, let's go to this. She took me to a fucking Dairy Queen. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? It's like this <laughs> for ice cream. And she's like, no, get a, you get a sandwich here. And I'm like from Dairy Queen. This is what you've been telling me about for years. This it was like, you had no idea that this thing existed <laughs> all over the planet. Um, anyway, uh, DQ James for the Wyoming Cowboys. You know, he averaged over eight yards of rush last year. I like he, it. And Texas Tech's run defense, not known for their run defense. So for $4,300, I'm bargain shopping at the dairy queen. I thought about it. Nice play. Can't argue with it. All right. Let's hop on over to wideouts because we still have a Sunday lineup to get. This is a long episode. Uh, wideouts. Who's your top wideout? You know, ultimately, I had money to spend here, so I didn't roster this guy originally. But with the extra money, I decided I think he's the highest receiver on the slate. I'm gonna go back to that Gamecock offense and go Antoine Wells Jr. six point nine k. He's a stud. He is. JMU had that guy. Folks don't even realize he was an he wasn't even he didn't play at JMU in the FBS. He was an FCS yeah. player. Wow. So I'm saying when people talk about sometimes these FCS transfers, like Jared verse, was like the best defensive player on Florida state last year. Antoine Wells was a fucking beast. He had like the, didn't he have the most yards after reception? I feel like out of anyone in the country last year, I think he did. Um, I'll take your word for it. All I know is that he's good. And UNC's defense isn't true, but I'm on the other <laughs> side of that. You, you know, whose defense isn't good either. South Carolina's fair. Right? And I'm on uh, Nate McCullum, the Georgia tech transfer, especially knowing that uh, Walker, the Kent State transfer, the NCAA is deemed that he can't play, but they can let JT Daniels play at every goddamn university in America. Um, McCollum's going to be their number one. Try to uh, find that depth chart. I thought he was uh, he was an or, meaning that you know at that receiver's position he may not be on the field a hundred percent of the time. Don't piss me off, Mac Brown. Don't you fucking <laughs> piss me off, Mac Brown. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, UNC's passing attack has been very good and, and their, their number one receiver has done well the last few years. It might just be tough trying to find out who that number one is going to be. I'm rolling the dice. I'm rolling the dice. Uh, he's actually not my highest paid wideout, So I just stayed in that game just cause you were playing somebody. So 
Okay. Uh, who who is your uh, second highest price wideout? Well, I think if you roster uh, Captain Harris, you got to go with the UTSA receiver. So Joshua Cephas, five point seven k, especially with uh, Franklin. Huh? Is he playing? He is. He is. He is. He is. He has been practicing and is near one hundred percent as of August fifteenth. So I think he's good to go. See, I stayed it's away. The other guy, Decorian Clark. That's right. Mm, Cephas. Okay. I stayed away was, because was, I, I think, I think the Corey and Clark probably won't play. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Um, I mean that, that I have a wide receiver in that game and I believe his name is math. Is it Matthew golden? What is his first name? The, the Houston yeah. receiver. I was, yeah. I, I was considering taking him too. Um, it is Matthew Golden. Yeah. Matthew golden. Look, I think Houston's a little bit better than what people think. I think you're gonna be able to move that ball. So at five point six k, since you're staying, and this is still yet yet my this is not my highest price wideout. This wow. is just because you keep hitting these games. Um, Matthew Golden, I think they're gonna be able to score points. Man Jack's not a bad play either. Yeah, I'll tell you, Golden was in my lineup, but I had like a thousand, I had like fourteen hundred extra dollars, so I switched him with Antoine Wells. So that that tells you that yeah. I do like the play. There you go. Uh, so I only have one wideout left. You too, right? Yes. Name yours. My guys on Texas A&M. Mine too. Uh, now it's probably not the same guy. I'm going with. I think he's one of the most electric players in the country with the ball in his hands, and he was hurt most of last year. And Jimbo in the offseason said he wants him to play the Debo Samuel role. That means carries, yeah. catches, returns, kicks. Anaya Smith, 4.6 K very underpriced. I like it. That's a good value play. My guys, my most expensive wide out. And uh, I actually, I was at a game in college station last year and instantly I was like, that guy's better than everybody else on the field. Evan Stewart. Yes. And uh, like he's, a, he's just a complete stud with Bobby Petrino there. I expect those numbers to skyrocket this year. So for six K I did Evan Stewart. And that concludes Sunday nights. Oh, you think we're done? No, we're not. Do we, we got. Do we have a a side bet in this slate. I think we got to go DQ. Even though I don't feel. I mean, I feel uh, all right about it. Price point is way too off. Who was who was your cheapest receiver? My, I think it was uh, Golden. An Ice Smith versus Golden. Sure, let's go. All right, done. Um, Let's jump over to Sunday. That concludes Saturday night. We jump into Sunday and remember we're going to tweet out Monday, but I'm excited about my Sunday lineup because uh, obviously we have three games on Sunday. Thank you. We would like five, but it's a step in the right direction. College football. And uh, if you look at the lineups, it is Northwestern Rutgers, which I have no one in that lineup. <laughs> I, have no I actually one. have, I actually have one player in that game. Surprisingly. Then the second game is San Jose state, Oregon state. And then the uh, finale is LSU, Florida state. Uh, Just quick on that. Uh, the over under in Oregon state is San Jose is 55 over under in LSU, Florida state is 56.5 over under in Northwestern Rutgers, 39 and a half. So uh, it's smart. Not rostering anybody in that game. True. True. Uh, I have two quarterbacks. You. Yeah, and they happen to be in the same game. You can probably guess who they are. Mine are not in the same game. Okay. You're taking DJU or are you taking Cordiero? I have Cordiero. I up against your vaunted Oregon State best defense in the Pac 12 last year? 
Yeah, they're on the road, and I feel like San Jose State has, like I touched on last week, they returned their entire offensive line. They're starting running back, and well, even though last week they didn't have one of their best wideouts, I just think this offense is going to be very good this year. So even though San Jose State is a good defense, I expect Cordero. And another thing is he's dual threat. He can get like 50, 60 yards on the ground too. So I like Well, it. you save what 1.2 K he's cheaper than Jordan Travis. But so I, I went Jaden Daniels and Jordan Travis, which I, I take it. You probably went Jaden Daniels, huh? No. Wow. Okay. And my logic was this Brian Kelly's got a knack. So I, from what I understand that that quarterback race was incredibly close, right? So even though I think Daniels is, is one of the best quarterbacks in college football, I do think if he, th- if he makes a stupid throw or something, Brian Kelly's got a history of doing this at like three different schools of pulling the, uh, the quarterback for the next quarterback. Right? So that made me a little paranoid. Another thing is I have LSU winning this game. It's one of my locks. So I think Florida state will be coming from behind. The only mm. thing that concerns me is that uh, Jordan Travis gets injured often, but I, I took Jordan Travis as my second quarterback at 84 K. I, well, I took both of them. I think both of them could have some pretty, you know, pretty big games. I thought it was pretty clear. I mean, I don't know why DJU is priced higher than Jordan Travis. That well, to me was another thing. I that's guess da- dangerous with playing. Yeah. But DJU, they have three quarterbacks that they like. So if, yeah. if they go up double digits, I fully expect them to kind of be, you know, throwing around, you know, throwing the other guys in the mix. Yeah. Okay. Well, you saved some coin at quarterbacks. I'm curious as to the, 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 how the rest of your lineup stacks up against mine. Did you, how many running backs did you get? I did three. I only did two. Well, I, one was unbelievable that I can't believe he's priced at 5,700. Like I cannot believe he's priced at 5,700. Play the music. That This is the best. This is the best deal you're going to get. Damian Martinez at 5,700 against the San Jose state defense. That's lost everybody from a season ago. I Martinez had six straight games last year going over 100 yards. He's a fucking stud. I don't even think you're that crazy to play the backup. Who's good too. But, uh, and I'm drawing a blank on his name right Fenwick? now. Is that his yeah, name? Fenwick. Yeah. Um, I, I, this is a, this is a, you gotta play him. You gotta play him on the slate. Like to me, agreed. 5,700. This is a must play. Agreed. And he's the only guy I have from that game. No, my, I actually have two others from that game. Oh, okay. Uh, there was a Dixie state transfer named Quali Conley. Did you see what he did against USC? Uh, yeah. He, I think he ran for, for hundred yards, right? Or six or, or rushes, six rushes, 108 yards, 18 yards a rush. Right. I think Brent Brennan's probably kicking himself watching the film and saying, why did I not give him the ball more? Right. By the way, in case you didn't get the memo, it's, it's Utah tech. Yeah, I know. I just like to say Dixie state. <laughs> I know that um, it pisses off the fans and I enjoy pissing <laughs> off the fans. Um, uh, but I also went with, uh, with Kyrie Robinson. I just think the Both? fact you, re- wow. I did. I, I just think the fact you return your entire offensive line. Hmm. I think this is going to be one of the, be- I, I, this is, you know, I have them as a lock over in all the, off season. Uh, you're telling me how good that Oregon state D is. Yeah. But I still think that's a road game for them. I think they're both capable of scoring touchdowns. And I think Conley's price at 4,700 is just a, a steal. Well, maybe we know what our side bet is. And I don't really, I really don't like it that much. My other running back is 4.8 K and he's all Northwestern. 
but uh, you're silly. I, I, I actually think he's a pretty solid running back <laughs> and he's probably the only thing Northwestern has that's worth a damn. So it's strictly a volume play. It's cam Porter for 4.8 K cam Porter. Uh, I do like cam Porter, but I, I mean, bring it on. It's going to rush uh, for 12 yards. Let it be known that I'm, I don't like <laughs> this side bet, but obviously he's more expensive than Conley. So I could make the switch, but I'll stay Pat and that'll be the side bet here. And I'm done with running backs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me too. And uh, let's jump over to the wideouts and close this thing out because my top price wideout is uh, $6,100. And I'm taking a shot on Brian Thomas mm. for LSU. Um, uh, I took a different LSU receiver. I took their wide receiver one, Malik Neighbors, who okay. came on last year towards the end like gangbusters. This guy's going to be a first round draft pick. I think he's one of the best receivers in the nation. For sure. For sure. Uh, I'm not going to battle you in a battle of bourbon there. Um, but I stay in that game and I have Keon Coleman, who I think is a fucking stud for 6K. That is my second wide out. This is fun because I have Johnny Wilson, Florida States. Now I will one. have a bottle of bourbon on this one if you want to do it. Wilson versus Coleman? Yes. Bring it on. Let's go. Let's go, folks. We're making we're making deals over here. You're keeping track at home. We got five bottles of bourbon on the line. Um, and then just to finish it off, I have two guys left. I went with the tight ends for both Florida State and LSU. Because <laughs> I think they're both really good tight ends. They are. They're uh, studs. You got yeah. Mason Taylor, 4.5K for LSU, and Jaheim Bell, the South Carolina transfer. 3.5 K for Florida state. I only have one guy left to give out. He's $5,900. I like the tight end play though. Um, his name is Slade Bolden and God damn it. This guy's electric. It's quadra Ishmael 2.0. All right. Actually, no, he's much smaller. Have you seen this guy Slade Bolden? Is that the guy that was at Alabama? No, he's at Oregon state. It was a little white receiver at Alabama a couple years ago. That was a Bolden. But I don't think it's Slade Bolden. Am I am I fucking this up right now? I feel like my names have been off today. Slade Bolden is is the guy for Oregon State, right? Uh, Slade Bolden. He's a he. No, he was on Alabama. That's right. I'm fucking this up. What what is my guy for Oregon State? He's a fucking stud. Uh, that would Silas be Bolden. Silas Bolden. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dude, this guy. Have you seen this fucking guy? This is a. They run him a lot too. This guy's fast as fuck. He's, he's basically like Dante hall. So he had 23 catches for 305 yards a season ago, uh, four touchdowns, but also he had, he, he was in the the ground game. I feel like later in the season, as the game he, went on, he ran for over hundred yards on the year too. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not as familiar with the uh, Beavers as you are. So I'll have, I'll have to take your word on that he's, play there. He's basically like Percy Harvin. They have Percy Harvin on, on Oregon state. Um, so he's probably be a lot better than Slade Bolden. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Silas Bolden. Fucking Slade Bull and all these names. Uh, <laughs> and and look, I'm going to beat your ass. So come play DFS with us. All right. Do We're going to tweet it out at TCE on SGPN on Twitter or X and also NC Nick's personal account, NC underscore underscore N I C K. NC Nick, make sure you tag TCE because if I don't see it. Um, so make sure you tag TCE on SGPN. Uh, and we invite you to come play. So, folks, do that. Subscribe to the college football experience because and I'm, I'm live tomorrow morning. 
I'm live tomorrow morning. Uh, be pregame with Terrell Furman. We're going to be talking about our best plays. And also later tonight, uh, actually in about two and a half hours, I will be breaking down the FCS week one. So join us there. Uh, and yeah, check out the college football experience. Check out the FCS college football experience. Check out the big 12 experience. Check out the college basketball experience. Check out the college baseball experience. Let's go. All right. Check out the sports gambling podcast as well as they do all 32 NFL teams, uh, solo podcast, reaching every team in the land until later today. This is the college football experience DFS style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Run and shoot.